Greetings, listener. We, your fellow professional humans, wanted to take a moment to ask you a slight favor. Please subscribe to the podcast and write a review on iTunes. We'll also be setting up Stitcher very soon uh, for your listening dexterity needs, um, and we'll be leaving it up on SoundCloud as well so you can still follow along and comment in line in the actual recording in SoundCloud still. But we just want to give you as many ways to listen as you possibly can have. Uh, We're also getting some new equipment, like this microphone that I'm speaking to you on now, which is a little bit better than our current setup. Liking uh, the stuff on Facebook is awesome. Thank you for that, for all that you've already done. Um, But subscribing and commenting and leaving a review on iTunes is really helpful because it gets the word out. Subscribing to and liking stuff is great. It's awesome. But what's even better than those things? Whatever you were just thinking there is wrong. The answer is sharing. Sharing a link to a friend that is looking for some polish, maybe they're a friend right out of college, share a link to the podcast. They'll learn some professional stuff. Are they looking to set a new tone at a, a new role at their job, at their current job? Share a link to the podcast. Are they a newborn baby? Share a link to the podcast. They need to know this stuff at some point. Might as well be right now. Thanks for listening. And now, three, two, one, let's go to the discussion. Mindfulness. We treat this word with mystique and reverence. It is, in actuality, the most simple thing we can ever do. I hear a lot of people talk about it like it's something special or um, mysterious, but it's not. You don't need to meditate or do anything special. You can be mindful while driving or doing the dishes. You can put mindfulness to use when answering your email, talking to your boss, or working with a client. Professional humans can take this principle and with it, step ahead of the rest of the amateur humans out there. Most of us, as Ellen Langer would say, are mindless in how we go through our daily activities. I can think of times when I've done the same. Can you? Let's talk about some times when being mindful could really help out our fellow pros. Professionals. Professionals. Can we start with a quick look into the difference between mindfulness and meditation no why of course we can i was just kidding so if you do a google search on the difference between mindfulness and meditation you actually only have to type difference between mi and it comes up (laughs) and there are a lot of more mainstream descriptions of the difference and then some more uh, kind of meditation-y uh, I don't know what the meditation-y esoteric, widget things esoteric uh, sites that get uh, way more nerdy and um, I guess precious about what meditation is so there's there's a couple of extremes there and I saw one description that said meditation is anytime you um, focus on yourself or do an activity that is taking care of yourself therefore 
exercising could be considered meditation. And I kind of think that's bullshit because I can think of lots of things that I would do for myself. For example, having a gin and tonic that I can do completely mindlessly and it's not a meditation in any way. But you could make it a meditation. I think that's the difference. Is This gin and tonic is definitely not a meditation. Taking it and thinking about what it go what goes into creating gin and and the tonic and how they are all interconnected can um i'm not gonna make an anime reference here but i'm gonna make an anime reference um there is a an anime samurai x where kenshin's teacher goes through like the making of sake and how the season's um, production of rice makes it taste differently. And he can tell, like, if it was a good rice year or whatever by the taste of the sake. So, I mean... So it's the difference between having a tea ceremony or drinking a cup of tea because you're cold. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You can do... I, I mean, when we were thinking about the topic... And, like, where to even begin talking about it? I was like, I mean, you could do almost anything mindfully. So then what's the difference between mindfulness and just paying attention? Is it the same? Hmm. Um, I mean, I would say it's a little bit different because there are... There are scales of attention that you can put into it. The mind... What makes it, in my opinion, mindful is when you are solely paying attention to that. And like as we've touched upon earlier, I can be thinking about like three or four things at a time very easily. And when I stop doing that and I pay attention to only one thing, I can I can instantly tell the difference in mm-hmm. in what I'm doing. Yeah. <clears throat> Uh, I came across one description of mindfulness as being, I'm quoting now, to be completely absorbed in the activity as if you had just been born into the world. Oh, newborn, huh? (laughs) (laughs) And I thought that was hilarious because Hmm. everybody knows that newborns can't concentrate on anything. Yeah, they don't. They don't do anything. Well, when they do, when they're when they're able to like focus on something, because they also can't focus, literally. Um, <laughs> Nobody when can their see eyes, your facial expressions. <laughs> when their eyes come into focus on something new, then they like, can stay they're stay like riveted. Intent, yeah. So I mean, I can they're see their point. They're more fascinated there. than yeah. mindful, though. Right. Yeah, that's true. Which I guess. Did you look up the wiki how on meditation? No. That would be Why pretty funny. Why would I look up I the wiki how on maybe anything? We'll, maybe we'll link it oh for a comedic effect. Okay, so I also had a curiosity about um, like what can be gained. So let me back up. <clears throat> I have... A fear, uh, maybe it's not a fear, that's a strong word, but a concern about uh, what it would 
the how taxing it would be for me to try to be mindful every minute of the day. I feel like that would be overwhelming. I don't know because I don't think I've ever done it. Um, and I started to question, as I thought about it, I started to question, okay, so what benefit can I get from being mindful while I'm brushing my teeth? Mm-hmm. And the more I looked into it, the the that's actually one of the recommendations is to practice being mindful by starting with being mindful while you're brushing your teeth. And my first reaction was, that's just stupid. <laughs> like, I already know how to brush my teeth. I can do it in my sleep. I don't, I'm not going to do it better if I do it mindfully. I do it the same all 12 times a day that I brush my teeth. It's the same. Mm-hmm. It's not really 12. It's more like five. Uh, but the argument for it is the more you practice it on something simple like that, mm-hmm. the more you cultivate your capacity to be mindful. So I, And then I thought about um, when I switched to having a standing desk from having a sitting desk where you kind of have to build up to it. You can't just stand up all day long right. and be okay. You have to uh, do a combination of sitting and standing uh, in order to be to um, be able to do it well without being in a lot of pain. So I can imagine myself, if I tried to spend an entire day being completely mindful and not being on autopilot at any point, being in a lot of pain, but I don't know. So I started the last four times that I've brushed my teeth. I have tried... So a day and a half. So a day and a half. I tried to do it mindfully. No, it's just since last night. (laughs) This is a different episode. <laughs> the last four times I've brushed my teeth, I've made it about 30 seconds in before I got distracted. It's really difficult. What did you get distracted by? I don't know. I just, An my mind thought. started to wander. Like, <clears throat> what, uh, what am I going to wear today? How, you know, what do well, I, it's okay. what you do don't I have need to... to get done? Like planning my day, stupid stuff. What was that noise? What does the dog need? When are the kids going to get up? Did they set their alarm? It's just my mind starts wandering when you, like, I brush my teeth and I automatically just stop thinking. Hmm. So it was really challenging. And I can see now that it would be, it's definitely something you have to practice and build, mm-hmm. build in the capacity to do. Yeah. That's fair. But different from meditation, I think where I, I don't really like the really loose categorization of meditation as, well, it's anytime you focus on yourself. That's BS. I think meditation is sitting and sitting and meditating and focusing on that. So the benefit of, there, there are Similar benefits, but different between meditation and practicing mindfulness. Where mm. in meditation, you you sit. You just sit there. What about walking meditation? Or walk. But that's the thing you're doing. And in mindfulness, you're combining it with something else you're doing. I am... You know, you could spend 20 minutes sitting or walking to meditate. And that's the thing you do. Or you could spend 20 minutes mindfully doing the dishes and at the end you've practiced your capacity to be mindful and gotten the dishes done right so i think mindfulness has sort of taken over 
in popularity from meditation as a practice because it's a little more realistic in our busy lives. But I don't think you have to, not to split this off into meditation or anything, but in Zen, tending a garden can be meditation. Doing anything can be meditation. When you apply mindfulness and like the centering that, that you're striving for, I don't know if striving is a great word, but anyway, you, you can do meditative things and also practice sitting. But um, I think that's perhaps a different topic. I think it's easier, though. I've to be tried, mindful? I think it's easier to be mindful. Yeah. When you're doing something like that. I have tried sitting meditation, and it is so hard. Because you can't sit still. And it's not my thing. Yeah. It's tough. It's not my thing. You gotta practice it just like everything else. But I don't wanna practice just sitting there. <laughs> I have shit to do. <laughs> and that's why we have this podcast. So we can have shit to do. Okay. So what do you think um, is more valuable or. Um, like there's a couple of ways you can go. You could practice mindfulness a little bit every day in the things that you do. Or less frequently, you could sit and meditate. Which do you think is more beneficial? Doing both. Okay. But I know, and I know you know, that I have been doing the former. I've been just doing as much mindfulness as I can in a day because I don't, I haven't been able to find the time to practice sitting yep. in a long time, which that'll be, maybe we'll do like a 30 day challenge or something. Maybe, yep. maybe. Just 20 minutes. Maybe. Okay. Let's go with 10 minutes. <clears throat> just 10 minutes and then 20 minutes. I don't like to sit. <laughs> okay, I want to talk for a minute about the phrase that blew my mind. And I'm going to give you an anecdote. So, this is about the TV show Game of Thrones. I You've heard of it. I'm familiar with it. Um You've been on a podcast <laughs> about the show. Yes. That was a while ago, but podcast Winterfell, listen to it. It was last it's, winter. It's amazing. Two winters ago. It was two winters. Okay. Anyway, you are a student of Game of Thrones. Yes. I call myself a scholar, but yes, student. Sure. Okay. I am a passive consumer. Yes. Of Game of Thrones. Correct. So I would say when we watch an episode together, I watch it mindlessly. I would say that as well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, half the time I'm doing something else in addition to watching the show and I'm kind of looking at it like, yeah, okay, there's another beheading. And you go, oh, that's Barry Selmy. What? <laughs> I don't even know what that means. You called Barristan... Sell me berry at one point. <laughs> that was pretty great. 
Barry. So, <clears throat> um, so I watch the show mindlessly. You watch the show mindfully because you're constantly trying to reconcile the research that you've done, the um, conversations that you've had, and the actual books to each episode as it unfolds. Right, and I need to be able to tell you what just happened. So you watch the episode multiple times and study it. Yes. Very different approach to watching this show. Then one day I said something about, I don't know, the landscape or the name of something or the map, something geographic about the show. And you said, it's not Earth. Like, this isn't the past on Earth. This is a totally different place. And I, that blew my mind. <laughs> I had no, no idea. I had never, um, I had never gotten so engaged with the show to comprehend that it was Earth. It wasn't there's Earth. A, there's a theory that it could be like proto Earth. But I don't, I don't, I can't say that for sure. But I've always just said, looked at it and gone, yeah, it's in the past because obviously they have dirt floors <laughs> and just made a ton of assumptions about, well, they're wearing furs, they don't have cars, so it's in the past. And it didn't ever occur to me that it's completely a different planet. Mm -hmm. uh, so that blew my mind because... I had been so mindlessly consuming it and making so many assumptions about it. Meanwhile, you're over here being a scholar <laughs> about the show. Yeah. I just thought that was kind of interesting that uh, how many times in our lives do we have our minds blown, not because something become is so fascinating, but because we haven't been paying attention to it all along and just didn't know that it was something other than what we mindlessly assumed it to be. It's true. It does. I mean, our our perceptions of a thing can completely change how we take it in. And your perceptions of it are shaped by the um, the amount of energy and thought that you put into perceiving it. It's true. Did that just blow your mind? Yeah, my mind is criti <laughs> critically blown. <laughs> D twenty was rolled twenty. I don't know. Is it critical? That means. Is that? It's Pathfinder Night, so. Okay. I'm thinking role-playing game terms. Should we bring <clears throat> up another nerdy reference and talk about Arcanists? Yes, let's do that. Let's... I didn't know you had another nerdy reference. I'm really liking this show today. Okay, well, um, let's talk about the the uh, series, The Kingkiller Chronicles, mm -hmm. and what's his name? Quoth. Quoth. The bloodless. Yep, red hair guy, which is the <clears throat> the name I assigned to him. In red haired guy. When I can't remember his name, <laughs> it's red haired guy. He is what's called an arcanist, not a magician, not a sorcerer. Well, he's not an arcanist yet. He's still. He's an, an arcanist. A leer. The arcanist is the top rank you can get. You don't know that he's not an arcanist. He the, might be when he's... He's telling the story. So, listeners, there's a couple of different time periods in the King Killer He's Chronicles. telling his, his biography, 
his autobiography to a scribe and he wait we haven't gotten spoiler alert (laughs) if you haven't read the king killer chronicles and you want to you may want to fast forward to time here i don't know when we'll we'll be done i don't either you don't know that he's not an arcanist he's telling his life story yeah and the last book hasn't come out yet Hopefully that's not going to be the last book. I just have to say that. I'm, I'm making, hoping it's four. I'm making an assumption that he is an arcanist. Okay. Because of some of the shit that he sure. did. Anyway, one of the very first things he learned to do, even as a teenager, as he was learning arcanism? Um, wizard, sympathy. Wizardry? Sympathy. Is he divided his mind. Mm-hmm. And they talk about it in a way. They well, first of all, in the book, arcanists are are not. Um, they're not popular. No. They're feared. Yeah. They're hated. They're kind of a a part of the culture that people are like. I don't know what your deal is, but I don't. I'm like. I'm scared of you. I'm scared of you. Very like um, <clears throat> the the way Muggles feel about wizards. In Harry, yeah. po- in Harry Potter. Yep. They don't like them, and they kind of shun them to live in their own segregated society. But one of the one of their greatest greatest skills that they begin to develop very early is to split their mind, mm-hmm. and many of them can't split their mind more than a couple of times. But mm-hmm. Kvothe can split his mind like eight times, and be doing eight completely separate focused things. things. Yeah. With each eight, each of his eight minds. Mm-hmm. He has octagonal mindfulness. <laughs> yes. He's a multi, he's a true multitasker. Yeah. I would say that modern humans, because again, uh, like Game of Thrones, obviously the King Killer Chronicles just happened on Earth in the past. <laughs> Yes, obviously. Modern humans aren't arcanists and don't have that talent. Mm-hmm. And really can't split their minds in this many ways that, like, that um, uh, discreetly. Right? Do you think I used the wrong I can't, word? I can't, I mean, I can't imagine someone being able to completely do two completely separate things at once. Like, I can think about a couple of separate things. Without being called a sorcerer. I can sorcerer. do a couple of dis-separate things at once. Mm-hmm. Like, physically. You've seen me, like, stirring something and doing something completely different. Like, I can kind of do that. But I can't... I wouldn't be able to say I could even fully split my mind twice. Like, being able to do, like, two sets of equations at the same time. That isn't possible. But... You've talked about <clears throat> being able to divide your thoughts, like when you're cooking. Mm-hmm. So you'll be cooking, and you can be chopping stuff with a gigantic knife mm-hmm. and thinking about something completely separate, yes, completely different, not about what's happening with the knife. Mm-hmm. Because you have cooking skills. Yes. I... When holding a big knife and trying to chop anything, or even just trying to wash the knife, um, the only thing I can think about is how I'm going to not cut myself. 
because I don't feel comfortable cutting things in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. So I think there's a certain amount of um, your ability to multitask and um, and do different things well is completely dependent on your skill level at each of those things independently. Sure. So if I'm shitty at cooking, I should really just, first of all, not cook. But when I do, um, focus completely on it so that I can do the best I can. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to try to blend in uh, doing something else at the same time. Mm-hmm. Because I'm not talented enough at one one thing to be able to split when i approach a task i don't know how to really do i'm focused intently on it as well like i can't i I would say you're correct it does have something to do with skill and being mindful when learning a new skill and full fully focusing on it completely is i think that's generally the way that I go about learning new things. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a faster way of doing it than what a lot of people do is just go, oh, you know, I tried it and I didn't pick it up right away, so I just gave it up. And it's like, well, how much did you apply yourself to learning that new skill? And what else were you trying to do at the same time? Right. What were you thinking about that you would rather be <clears throat> doing? Mm-hmm. And how did that impact your ability to do it? Mm-hmm. So focusing back on our professional lives, I think there are decisions to be made uh, throughout the day, each day at work, about when some of the information that we've talked about here and thinking about when it's okay to split your attention and when you shouldn't split your attention can be applied to work. Mm-hmm. So when I'm at work, if I'm doing something really challenging that requires a lot of complicated thoughts, then I need to just focus on that and give my brain the space it needs to think through that. Sure. But if I'm doing two things like uh, that are easy, that I do repeatedly week after week, day after day, I can do lots of those things at the same time and have it be okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Um... But let's talk about other people's... Here's one thing that has come up is other people's perceptions of our focus. I've worked with people in the past where you could be holding a meeting and they could be typing the entire time something completely different and they could hear and comprehend and react to anything that's said in the meeting and still be sending emails or doing whatever they're doing on their computer. But everyone in the room's perception of their focus is that they're not paying attention. Mm-hmm. You can ask them a question to test them and understand that they're paying attention, but it, um, I think there are choices to be made in the workplace about whether or not to actually do that, even if you can. So there's the question of whether or not you're able to do it. And then the question of whether or not you should do it because it brings the whole energy down. Yeah. And I actually, I was listening to a podcast about mindfully listening 
a little bit ago mm-hmm. um, by Robert Jackson. Mm-hmm. And he kind of goes into that. Like, you can tell the difference between when someone is purposely paying attention to something that you're saying and, like, them not giving you any attention at all or very literally their or their attention is split or their attention is is focused on um what they're gonna say back to you right yeah and i feel like that's probably one of the easiest things you could implement right now in mindfulness and your professional life is excuse me (laughs) is um, not forming a response as someone is talking to you. And that's something that that, um, Robert talks about in in his podcast. Um, I'll talk to someone and give them my full attention when I'm in a meeting or something like that. And people have actually come up to me afterwards and thanked me. They were like, It was amazing. Like you were really paying attention to everything everyone was saying there, and it it just blew me away. I've I haven't seen that in a very long time, and I'm like, why am I giving this meeting my time if I am not going to pay attention in it? Mm -hmm. Like I'm taking time out of my day, where I could be doing something that I'm supposed to be doing, and I'm giving it to this meeting. So if I don't show up and actually show up then why am I wasting my time? And everyone else's. And list. everyone else's. Yep. Yep. Um, but <clears throat> we can, as a really quick hit, to give you something that you can use mindfully, is when someone at your work has a question, has some feedback, has anything, you can just mindfully pay attention to them. Actually, like, parse every word they're saying and and show them you're paying attention to them by looking at them and and acknowledging the things they're saying. And I think you'll see pretty quickly a turnaround from that. Like people will notice pretty immediately. I think this is a way to resolve conflict or at least to diffuse conflict too. Mm-hmm. So when someone is agitated or frustrated, you probably encounter this in support. Mhm tech support every once in a while (laughs) when someone is agitated if you aren't trying to figure out how to answer but you're truly just trying to listen before you respond and it's tricky because you have to have a certain degree of confidence to be able to do that Mm -hmm. a lot of times the reason people are trying to form their answer while the other person is talking is because they want to keep the conversation moving quickly and appear to have the answers so you have to have the in order to actively listen you have to have the confidence to to have a couple minutes to think yeah or at least a few seconds of pause or silence where you say okay i'm actually processing what yeah. you just said i wasn't thinking of the answer that can diffuse someone's anger because they know that you've actually heard them or just i mean being honest and saying oh that's one i haven't had brought up before very interesting. Um, do you mind if I have you on a hold for just a moment while I, I take a look into that for you? Yeah. I mean, it's, it is difficult. And I mean, you can't do that on a meeting necessarily, but you can say, you know, that's a lot to process here. 
I don't think we'd have time for me to figure that out and get back to you like right here, but I'm I'm making a note of it and I'll get back to you on that. I've done that in meetings. Yeah. When I I've have, done that. When I have had people who were upset or needed to be calmed down, whether it's customers or employees or you know like coworkers or whoever, uh, it, this happened to me a lot when I worked in retail. People come in upset a lot in retail mm-hmm. for many reasons, but. I would say, okay, let me let me just hear what the issue is, and then I'll go figure out what I'm gonna do about it. But I just want to hear what the what the mm-hmm. issue is, and I don't know if I'll have an answer right now. Might have to call you later. Mm-hmm. But usually, by the time you come back with an answer later, if you can't think of something on the fly, or you need time to process it, they're way more calm just because they know you're working on it and thinking about it. Mm-hmm. And I think people are a lot more okay with you actually being able to especially like repeat back something that they've had an issue with Mm -hmm. because then they know that you fully understand what their thing is. Like, I am mad about this exact thing. And if you take the time and mindfully parse out what it is that they're actually having issues with, then I'm sorry. Our dog's dog. making noise. Stop it. When you're mindful about <laughs> yelling at your dog. <clears throat> what a dog. I totally disrupted your thought. You did. I don't even remember what I was talking about now because I was doing it so mindlessly. <laughs> um, what should we talk about next? Let's talk about how we're going to wrap up this episode. Let's give some homework. Okay, listeners, your homework assignment is to go practice being mindful while you're brushing your teeth and then tweet us or comment on our uh, website on on this episode and let us know how that went. Or you can practice being mindful in conversations or in a meeting and tweet us and share our podcast as well. That's right. Sharing things is awesome. Thanks for actively listening. Yes. Thank you.